Yo, what's going on, guys? Today we have our second guest of the show. Today we have my good friend Kelly Keen on here. Kelly, he's the president and founder of Red Blue Collective, which is a product manufacturing company. And today, Kelly, he dropped some bombs on the manufacturing business and what it takes to get started in creating your own product if you want to sell and create a physical product business. All right, so stay tuned. What's up, guys? My name is Irvin, and welcome back to the show. Now, before we get into the main conversation uh, with Callie, I just want to say real quick, you know, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in, for listening to what we have to say, for the knowledge that we share here. Um, If this helps you out, if this helps you think, if it helps you get through the week, through the day, if it helps you get through an obstacle, uh, share, share it with somebody that you know is going to benefit from it. Uh, share it on your stories tag me and um hit me up on social let me know let me know what you think also i just created a facebook group if you have not applied if you have not gotten into the group which i know you haven't because i just fucking created it um do so go just go to facebook and search up breakthrough society movement and you'll see the triangle logo on there and just go ahead and and uh, and apply or, or you know request to join and then I'll get it and and I'll accept it you know but that's that's where where I'm creating this movement that way we can get to know each other a little bit better and we can help each other out with with whatever problems we have and anything anything uh, we need help with within within all the members in the group and that's how we're gonna break through to the next level of life and business and whatever else you need help with right. So now they now that I got that out of the way, um, like it, rate it, review it, and let's get right into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Today I have my friend Kelly Keen here on the show. What's up, Kelly? How's it going, man? What's up, man? Cool, cool. So thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I mean. Let's get right into it. Uh, tell the audience who's Kelly Keene and, you know, what's, how do you, how did you get to where you are right now? Oh man, that's always, it's always the toughest question, right? Because we're, you know, as people, we're multifaceted. So it's like, who's, who is the relevant Kelly Keene for the, this, this interview right now? But um, yeah, as far as talking to everybody, being an entrepreneur, getting out there, like, I mean, here's the story. I, I grew up in manufacturing, I kind of always grew up trying to do other things, you know, like selling stuff, starting like little businesses. Um, I, I had a, I had a web design company. I've done marketing for like hair salons, car salespeople, like all kinds of things, but my family business is in manufacturing. And, um, for anybody out there that has a family business. So my brother and I run it today. We're third generation. We've been in manufacturing in this area in Northern Virginia for like 60 years, it's hard to escape the gravity 
of uh, that family business, right? Because you come from an entrepreneurial family. So they're like, hey, why don't you help out? Like, <laughs> hey, I want to get a mall job. No, 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 no. Why don't you come in and, uh, you know, I'll teach you something. I you. And uh, you kind of get sucked in, right? And uh, at the time, I thought it was kind of a pain in the ass. But in retrospect, is like you kind of get you get thrown into doing things uh, and learning things a little bit more quickly. And that's it's kind of a blessing. Right. But um, yeah, I, I started in manufacturing. I uh, struggled through college and ended up taking a break and working in the family business and uh, eventually got through the business degree. But um I worked from like doing kind of menial jobs. Uh, you, this is this will give you a perspective of like what working for your family is like. It's like uh, my dad would say, "Hey, well, we hire people at the time. This is like 20 years ago for eight bucks an hour." I'm like, "Cool, I'm going to get eight bucks an hour." He's like, "No, no, no, you're getting six fifty an hour." But you know. So. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, the audio was cutting off a little bit. I don't know what happened. Okay. Did Did you catch that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine um, now. Yeah. So. Oh, so so I worked. I, I worked in production. I worked actually making things, and then I had an opportunity to use my creative side, my side that. I did graphics, I always built things, and I got an opportunity to start working in product development, so doing engineering. And uh, that that like evolved from doing something really simple to doing really complex, large projects. And I've, I've developed products for giant aerospace companies, for high growth startups, for entrepreneurs, government, government organizations. So I've built hundreds of products at this point. But um, I, I, I always thought that that was much more fulfilling. It was much better personally. I got to learn more. I got to do crazier stuff uh, when I worked with entrepreneurs versus like big companies. And as we took over the manufacturing company, I really focused that company and said like, hey, these big companies, they pay the bills. Like the government organizations, they pay the bills. Like we do these big, big contracts, big programs. Uh, but I really like working with entrepreneurs. So I'm going to create this other company where I take all my experience developing products, seeing people go from like paper to acquisition, like idea to acquisition. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to entrepreneurs, develop products with entrepreneurs. I'm just going to mm -hmm. do it for here because it's kind of a different flavor of a thing. Right. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am today. That's what Revenue Collective does. And so what I put out all my media about is like just talking to people that want, like they don't really fit in. They're kind of like me at 22. It's like, you want to do something different. You want to do something that doesn't exist. And like, maybe school isn't the best thing. Maybe just having a normal job isn't the best thing because you want to like create cool shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so I really like, uh, I really vibe with those people. So Go, going out and then setting up my life, designing my life. So I get to go out and, you know, get pumped up about ideas, talk to those people, like hopefully see them succeed, right? See them chase what they're going to chase, right? And um, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I am today. I know that's kind of like long-winded, but. Yeah, it's good, man. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. 
I, like I feel whenever you said about the family business, so I grew up in the electrical contracting. So like, that's what I do now, like on my own, but I've been at it for two and a half years, but I grew up, my dad does the same thing back home. So, you know, I'm always like, since 10 years old, I was in that business, you know, getting paid, like working during the summers and yeah. stuff like that. So like, I started doing other things, you know, just to get, you know, the taste of, of other, of other jobs, other careers. Yeah. Uh, eventually I fell, I fell back into it. So now I have my own company, you know, aside from, from my dad in Houston, but yeah, like I, I feel you when you said that, that like, Hey, why don't you come and help out and stuff like that? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And it's crazy too. Like whenever you were saying, like, I didn't know that you had like a separate company from like the, your family's business, right? The, yeah, yeah. The, so you do like different, different types of products. Yeah. Like aside well, from the. Yeah. So we have, we have a, a company that we focus on, it's called K-Form, and we focus on okay. aerospace and defense manufacturing. So contract manufacturing, we make, um, we, this is, is like, I don't talk about it as much in my content and online because like, if you're in, in this industry, I'm, I'm fairly well known, but it's also kind of boring, right? Unless, <laughs> unless you really care. But like, if you've ever seen on the back of a Humvee or you see, you know, there's like tan computers, those big bulky ones with the heat sinks and, like we make, we make the box, we make fancy boxes for like military electronics. That's what, that's what I focus on. So I take my knowledge of tech and my knowledge of manufacturing. And I'm like, that's the highest value problem that we can solve is designing and manufacturing ultra rugged computers for like helicopters, planes, Humvees, submarines, that kind of stuff. So we make, we make, uh, you know, I don't know. You got to make cool shit, right? Because that's, yeah. that's where the value is. But but yeah, it's like um, that got us into all kinds of entrepreneurial space because like that even electronics and computers, they've evolved so much is that we might design a product that's like a man pack, like a wearable computer, right? Or it might be a helmet or it might be a drone that, that has a sensor system. So you end up doing like these really kind of far out more entrepreneurial things for these like innovative companies, not like the really big boys, but like the companies that are actually like doing the, the next gen systems. Okay. And uh, it was, it's crazy. Cause like those companies, they have all the ideas, but like uh, they, does, they pursue ideas like exactly backwards. So what I mean by that is like Boeing doesn't build a fighter jet and then ask the U S government if they like flying right? They have an organization. They say, we're the best in the world at this thing. We can build anything you want. What do you want? And they say, oh, here's all these things that we want. And they say, okay, we're going to, you're going to pay us and we're going to build a requirement set. And then if you agree, you're going to pay us more money and we're going to build a prototype. And then if you like the prototype, you're going to pay us more money and we're going to test it, you know? And then if you really like that, maybe we're competing against another company, but we get paid the whole time and we're building what you want the whole time entrepreneurs like get a shower thought and then they're like, I'm going to sink my life. I'm going to spend my savings. I'm going to spend all my time. I'm going to estrange my family. I'm going to do all this wildness. And then I'm going to see if I can trick somebody into buying it. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, you're the best in the world at something, or you have an unfair advantage at something. Like if you're in a skilled trade, you see problems every day that most other people don't. 
So you have a unique perspective. If you're in sales, you have a unique perspective on something, you know, because you sell a thing. You have insider knowledge, right? It's like cheating, except for it's like me working in my family business. Like I grew up in a machine shop, a fab shop, right? I grew up making stuff. I didn't really think of that as an unfair advantage. I just thought of it as something that people did, right? So later I realized like, oh shit, like I know a bunch of stuff that other people don't know, right? So I should leverage those skills. So like entrepreneurs come up with ideas, but they, they, um, they don't ask anybody if it's what they want. They don't align it to the life that they want to lead. Mm-hmm. They don't align it to like this, the special talents that they have, the people that they know, the people that they want to serve. You know, um, this is just like an aside is like, if you build a successful business, you might have to deal with those customers for the rest of your life. So like find out if you even like those customers at all, right? If you like that group of people that you're going to sell to, people come up with ideas and they're like, this is the kind of person that would like it. And I'm like, do you even like those people? <laughs> and they generally, they don't, or they build a business and then they, they hate it and they have a successful business. And I'm like, um, you know, why did you architect your whole, whole life to be something that you hate, right? Like you spent all your time and energy to build a prison for yourself instead of building an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Um, so, like, you pretty like in the entrepreneurial, like you know stuff that you that you manufacture. Like, it's not just yeah. like one specific you know type of of stuff. Like that you said, like uh, like drones or backpacks or like gadgets like that, or it's just yeah, yeah, a wide for, variety for of things. Collective, yeah, it's, it's a pretty wide variety of things we've done. Uh, agri- agricultural tech product for vineyards. We uh, we're doing a hair tool for textured hair. Uh, we're doing a, a couple different projects in cl- clean energy, so solar. Mm. Solar. Um, so, so that's the cool part. Is I, I really like learning weird things. Yeah, different so stuff. Like, yeah, different stuff. So I want to put myself in a position to learn as much as possible. I call it a skill acquisition game, and uh, by coaching entrepreneurs like they're the expert in that thing i learn faster than than anything else but i also learn in weird systems like i have i have a friend that he has a rap battle platform you know so i'm just like i usually focus on physical products but like i get to talk to him every once in a while and say like you know what you know what's cool in in that in that whole realm i I know very little about self you know total total admit like but it's the same thing with solar energy. I'm not an electrical engineer. I don't, let's say two years ago, I didn't know really anything about that market. And now I know like how it gets made, how it works, how it gets sold, how people finance like uh, solar implementations, like the problems in different aspects of that market. And it's, it's cool, you know? So yeah, we do a variety of things, but since I am coming as a, a coach in product development, like I'm not actually developing the product for most of these people, I'm coaching in the framework. My framework is the same, whether you have an idea and you want to turn it into a business or you have a business and you want to double or triple your revenue, the framework, my coaching framework is the same. It's the same nine, nine steps. So like I view my thing as, the, as like, I just do the same thing over and over again it's just, I ask you the same questions. It's just you're who changes 
and your answers are going to be individual to you, which yeah. is the value. Yeah. So like for somebody like trying to get into, you know, like how you said they have a shower thought and then they just want to develop it into, into a product and they want to, you know, sell it and they want to create a business. So like that, right. Cause yeah. the, the show is like, it's, it's leaning towards like, you know, the people that haven't done anything, but they want to do something. They just, they don't know how to get started pretty okay. much. Um, so for somebody that wants to create a product like that, you know, what's the difference or what's like some, something that they can avoid by, you know, trying to find a manufacturer in, in China and by somebody like, and, and a manufacturer here in the States. Yeah. So here's, here's, I'll, I'll run through some quick tips aside oh, from the, the, like the, the uh, kind of mental roadblock stuff that I talk about a lot, or that we've already talked about is like, this is um, people have this, this one key idea. I, I call it a foundational idea or a hero product, right? Like this is the thing, this is the thing that's going to be the leverage to change their life and change the world. Right. And they put all of their hopes and dreams in this thing. Yeah. But, but if you've never, if you've never run e-com before, you've never run a marketing campaign before, you've never done bookkeeping or any, you don't have any of these business skills. You don't have any of these sales skills. You don't, you know, you've never worked with a manufacturer before. That's a, that's too many problems to solve at once. Okay. So this is, this is like one of the really unique parts about my framework and what I have people do that uh, no one else does this is I have people look at the, the, the audience that they have, right. Or the audience that they're building or they want to appeal with. So like small businesses already, they already have an audience. It's a customer list. Maybe you're an influencer and you want to learn how to monetize it, or you're a content creator and you want to learn how to monetize it. So you know who you're talking to. Like we can take that, we can take that hero product and we can move it off into a realistic time frame, and we can figure out smaller products that we can offer along the way. Maybe it's getting a private label product, right? So you're just you're not buying something off AliExpress that's the same garbage that everybody else is buying but you're using AliExpress to figure out like, what do people in my market actually buy? If I search fitness, right? Like what are, and I sort it by how often things are purchased on AliExpress, like what's the most popular thing? If I go on uh, amazon.com, like what are the most popular things inside that category, right? So I know the kind of things that people are buying, but like um, if, if there's something that's unique about your brand or uh, that's adjacent to what your customers want and there's always something when we walk when we walk through this people are like oh they would also like this thing I'm like let's try to get a branded version of that product because it's a low barrier to entry there's no technical difficulty in doing this and let's just see if you can sell that product let's just let's just try to do something that we can do like next month right maybe you, you like let's say that you wanted to make a piece of electronics that would take 18 months to develop and it costs a quarter million dollars to come up with this invention. Like, how are you going to finance that quarter million dollars, right? Uh, if you've never, if you don't have a history of sales and you don't have an audience, nobody's going to invest either. It's not realistic, right? Mm -hmm. So like, how do you gain those skills or gain the revenue? And there's often a series of products and it might start with like, uh, offering a service to somebody, creating creating content, if you're even farther back in that funnel, right? C 
creating content and messaging to figure out how to talk to somebody. It might be creating a service. It might be a private label product. It might be, um, you know, moving along. But I ask people to break things down into chunks that they can actually take action right now, right? So this is the biggest problem is that people, they think they want to change their life, but they wish to change their life. It's just a wish. It ha it's not attached to a plan, right? So all it is, is they're just investing in regret. That's all it is. And every time they think about the thing, they're, they're turning their idea into an obstacle. They're saying like, if I could just do this thing, then I would be successful. I'm like, how do you know? Because you don't have a team, you don't have an audience, you don't have sales, you don't have revenue, you don't have investment, you don't have any of those pieces. So like I could come in and I could give you that product, set it on the table and you still wouldn't be successful. So why do you think that that is the obstacle? It's not. So like, what can we do to solve these other problems and start making money today? And it's a skill acquisition game. So how can we hack skill acquisition so then that big idea that you have, it becomes inevitable. It becomes, it becomes like, if I set it down on the table, then you could sell 10,000 units. Because at that point, somebody is going to want to be your manufacturing partner. They're going to be approaching you. You're not going to be going out to the manufacturing, getting random people and trying to trick them into making your product where they might make a garbage version or steal your idea, right? People are going to want to work with you. Same thing with like, working with influencers or working with investors. Like people think that their biggest obstacle is getting funding, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that, that the most common path of acquisition for companies is with partners. And partners don't wanna join a team unless it's already winning. So if you can set up a win where these partners come in and accelerate your winning, like a distribution partner, a retail partner, a manufacturing partner, a fulfillment partner, right? A, a, uh, you say a channel partner, like a sales partner, collaborative partner, right? Those are the most common sources of, of investment and capital that people have. So I know this is like a, a, a long question, but like this is the most tactical thing is that don't one, don't let your, your big idea become the biggest obstacle to your success, right? Think of all the things that you would need for that to be successful. And you'll realize that there's something that you can just do like, literally today or next week to start hacking that success, like reaching out to people. You create a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> create some content about your journey, right? So you can start to be better at communicating it and communicating the value and, and being an advocate for yourself, right? Because sales, I just had uh, my, my buddy Corey on, sales is like the ultimate okay. skill. No matter what you do, you have to have sales, right? So like people don't know how to sell. They just have an idea. And I'm like, how are you going to be successful? Figure out something you can sell, man. Come on, let's, let's, let's sell some stuff, <laughs> become an entrepreneur. Right. And, uh, you know, no, no fake weird Forex stuff or any, you know, you don't need, you don't need any weird stuff. Just like start figure out something that, you know, that your ideal customer wants start selling it. It doesn't even matter if you're successful, you're hacking skill acquisition. Hopefully it doesn't cost any money, but most likely you're going to make money. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. And I think that applies to just anything, really. And so just, yeah, yeah, just get, getting started in business, doing whatever whatever it is you want to do, you know, putting yourself out there and yeah. learning what you can. Like, I, I deal with people that are like, 
because I, I guess I'm coming from a skilled trade, right? So I, I, I'll work with people that are more like uh, white collar or they're, they're coming out of, they're like, oh, I have a master's degree and I want to start a startup, but I don't know how to start a startup. And I'm like, I'm coming from manufacturing where here's what you do. You knock on the door, you say, I want a job. And they're like, are you alive? Get in there, get in there. You got a job. And they're like, I don't know anything. You're like, that's okay. It's called an apprenticeship position. Yeah. I'm going to put a broom in your hand. And I'm going to start teaching you right now. No, no worries. Right. But we're taught like this pathway where everything has to be, we can't go backwards. Uh, everything has to be incremental and kind of like the path is given to you. And, and so I, I talk to these people maybe they're you know, 22, 23, 25 or whatever. And they're like, I want to start a startup. I'm like, cool. Uh, here's some advice, go work in a small business, go work at a startup, right? Like if you wanna found a startup and you wanna be like the CEO of a startup, I'm like, you have no business skills, I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you, like Mark Zuckerberg had no business skills in, and he had to onboard people and learn as he went, right? And people want to pretend like they're going to be Mark Zuckerberg, who's like the point, like 00001% of human civilization. I'm like, why don't we go for the meaty part of the curve, like how everyone else does it. So like, go join a startup, see if you like it, see if you like the pace of it. You'll learn a ton of stuff and then you'll be better positioned to start your own company. So like, let's hack starting instead of just sitting on your couch being like, man, my life should be better. I'm so yeah, dreamer. <laughs> Yeah, it, it drives me nuts, man. Cause I'm like, just being a, being an apprentice, like, you know, be an apprentice, you get paid to learn. Come on, man. Yeah. Take that first step to just, you know, go that route. I mean, there's a lot of people that just, they say they want to do something and they just never do it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just never like, take, take action yeah. learning. Yeah. There's some weird semantic difference to this is like, um, people say that they want some stuff, but what they do is they envy the result of it. Like they, they kind of idolize the result. Like I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, no, you, you wish that you have this life that I'm not really sure what that mental image is, but like my life's super stressful. Right? Yeah, it's crazy sure. stressful. So like, you know, they're like, oh, I want to be you, or I want to have the same opportunities as you. And I'm like, what you want is like a weird version. It's like me introducing myself. It's like, they want like a piece of what they visualize like my life to be. And I'm like, it's not like that, you know, first of all. And second of all, like you could be a 10 times more successful than me. So like, it has nothing to do, what I'm doing has nothing to do with you, right? But they, they like, they disconnect where they are and like all the little steps that everybody has to take to like where they want to be and where they want to be, it doesn't exist and never will exist. Because if you start taking those actions, like that dream is going to be look different. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be, it's going to be totally different. So it's like, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like people say want, but I don't think that's the right word. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, like want, wish, dream, like what's, what, you know, what, what's the word for something when you, uh, you're going to actually do it, right? Versus the thing where you're like, it would be nice. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. it sure would be nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I feel you. 
um yeah i have like a lot of friends that i mean you know everybody that you grew up around like they all want to like do something in high school you talk about you know oh, i want to be a business owner i want to be this and you know you grow up yeah. you know 10 years later and it's like nobody really like does anything that they say they want to do <laughs> like i think i think yeah. it just comes down to like how entrepreneur business owners is like the popular thing now so everybody thinks they got money they have freedom they have you know this and that and and that's why everybody says that they want to do that are you saying that they just like they, they just like see like a piece of you and they, they say oh i want to you know do a startup i want to be an entrepreneur but they think it's yeah. it's that like the money the the freedom and stuff like that but people don't see that it's like it's real stressful behind behind the scenes like every single yeah. day and it's it's and if and if they figure that out it's like they're gonna they're gonna rethink rethink that <laughs> They're gonna rethink it. They're, they're not gonna want to like. They're, they're gonna want to think of it twice about it by going into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like so. I'm I'm always, I'm always doing like customer research or like search, SEO search research, right? And one of the biggest trending um, phrases, especially for this year, was "be your own boss." Some flavor, <laughs> like become your own boss. Yeah. And um, and uh, people think they they throw around the word, word uh, freedom, which I'm all for financial freedom, but I think people confuse the ability to act with freedom, like uh, degrees of freedom as in like the ability to move and do with like doing whatever the hell you want. Cause they're like, if I just quit my job and I become my own boss, like I won't have to listen to anybody, you know? I won't have to, um, you know, I'll be my own boss. I won't have to answer to anybody. I'm like. I've got 30 employees. I could tell you right now that every single day, every single one of those people has a problem at least once. Right. And then I have customers and like, they're always want stuff too. And then I have partners and they always want stuff too. So like by being my own boss, I've got like 50, 50 bosses. I have all the bosses. Right. (laughs) Yeah. When you're an employee, you're just like, you have a coworker and you have your direct boss, your manager or whatever. And you think like, man, if I could just get rid of this guy, I'm like, but when you get up on, on top of that guy, then there's, you know, you have all these other bosses. So people don't realize that we, it's, it's not that you don't have to answer to anybody. It's that you have freedom to act. You have agency, right? It's not freedom as in people think like, I'm going to click, you know, put my heels up on the on the desk and I'm, I'm not going to do shit or I'm going to go fishing or whatever. I'm going to chill. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, that's not what real freedom looks like. If I want to say, Hey, tomorrow, I think that we're going to start offering this service, or this is really what our customers want, or this is how we're going to change our brand. Or like, we're going to, you know, I have the ability to control my own destiny by choosing what I'm going to do, what I'm going to focus on, how I'm going to improve my life, right? That's the freedom that you get. It, I call it freedom to play the game, right? I have freedom to play the game instead of be played. But like, I always have to, you know, there's always going to be external forces, but that's the freedom that you get. But people think that freedom means doing nothing when it really <laughs> means agency to do more. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a good point. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... That's, 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 see, that like comes back to the whole traction product and like doing something like next week, next month, 
you know, three months from now, that kind of idea is that unless you've gone out and you've tasted a bunch of things and you've tried a bunch of things, unless you've tried door-to-door -door sales, unless you've tried e-com, unless you've tried like working at a startup or whatever you perceive to be something that will get you farther on the path, unless you've tried those things, you have these insane ideas that maybe you got from your high school friends, right? Maybe that you got from listening to people at a bar talk about their, I wish I could, or I could have been a contender or whatever. You have these, these bad programs, these bad stories running through your brain. And the only way to get rid of them is through experience. And it's like, you can get that experience uh, by just doing anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do it, you just do anything, right? So, um, yeah, it's, just, it's, uh, it's, it's been an interesting year talking to people because so many people are shifting over to that. They're like, man, I, I, I wish, I wish I was in a better position to do what I want. Uh, so like, I wouldn't have to worry about X, Y, and Z or like losing my job. I'm like, just cause you run your own business doesn't mean you don't have to worry about losing your job. You lose everything, man. You lose your house, you lose your car, you lose, you know, yeah, the bigger risk for sure. It's the risks are bigger, not smaller, but it's just that you gain the confidence to say like, I could just do it again. Right. Or yeah. I could do something different because I have agency. So like go out and do something. And that's what I want people to walk away from really any conversation that I have somebody talking about this. But if your audience is, sitting there they want to get started they want to create they want to go down that journey they want uh you know we say like to be a badass right to me that means like you walk in the room and you can you can dominate you can you know that you can control the situation right mm -hmm. and that's how you should feel about your life it's like i want to i tell people like be the legend in your own life like you know you you want to be something that uh like Five years from now you could talk back and be like that was crazy that was really cool <laughs> you know like just do anything though that's it. I, I don't know i get i get really fired up about this because <laughs> um i'll give like one more example but i get fired up because i have i've had clients that were on paper very successful people right so i had a client and he graduated from an ivy league school he worked at one of the top accounting consulting companies in America. So one of the big companies, like uh, I won't name the company, but you know, like the KPMG Deloitte type companies, he was trained by Blackwater and was in the, he was uh, uh, in the military, right? So you look at this guy's resume and you'd be like, this guy is straight badass, right? But when it came to starting his business, he was terrified to the point where having panic attacks every time he had to pitch. And I don't mean pitch like a major organization, but I mean like pitching at a community event, right? Because his, because everything that he did is he did it on the path, right? On the path was like, get good grades, go to a good school, go to a good school, go into officer training, go into officer training, do what they do what they say graduate from that, get a good job, get a good job, buy a house, buy a house, get a family. And then he was like, I want to be an entrepreneur because he realized like he had topped out at that level of, of success. He had topped out at what he could succeed and people get abandoned. 
So you think like it, it's just it's not people that are in this like upper middle class. So you think that they have unlimited potential. They don't. He, you know, you make 150, 160, 180. A lot of people would think like I'm set for life. Like I'm set. But the human, uh, like your soul, like your your mind doesn't think like that. It, it it's completely conditioned to that amount of money, and they they lack any level of freedom. They can't quit that job because they have so so many uh, expenses, and there's no uh, next path for them. Right. So they're just like, I'm, st I'm stuck, I'm stuck at the ceiling. And there's like very, very few people that break through and the people that do, they become like outside consultants. They become uh, entrepreneurs or they have to go back and get an MBA and then become a manager. And then they don't do the thing that they actually know how to do. And that's scary too. Right. So it's really interesting is that you think like, it's just people that, maybe had a hard time in college and then they want to start a business. They want, they want that dream, but it's people all the way up. Right. So this guy's basically, he's a paper millionaire went Ivy league school, great job. And he's unhappy and terrified. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He's getting out of, <laughs> getting out of that comfort zone, dude. Getting out of that comfort zone. And I'm like, that's what being a badass is. Right. Yeah, you have to get out there and you have to just kill it. You yeah. know, and it's it's yeah, man. You made some you made some good ass points there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're listening to that, man, I would I would replay that until until it seeks in because that's that's gold right there for sure. You know, because a lot of, that's something that a lot of people don't like they don't realize and, and going into like entrepreneurship, business owner, like you have to like you have to realize that and, and see it differently. And not like from the outside and just see like the glamorous stuff and you know whatever you think like success is it's not so, all goofy instagram stuff right yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and a lot of people they, they just don't show like the struggles and stuff like that so that, that's really what it all is um as far as like the like with all this like COVID and stuff that's been happening mm -hmm. um like what has has it like affected your, like the industry? I had a friend that uh, worked with this, like uh, I think it was a, a window manufacturing company. So he would like mm -hmm. design the frames and then, you know, whatever measurements he gave the frames, they would get printed out and then, you know, use at the job sites. Yeah. So, and he lost his job because of COVID. Um, they were just cutting people. So like, has that affected you guys in, in any way, like positive or negative? Uh, it's, it's kind of wild. like. Um, so, so we're in the, the one company, K-Form, we're in defense manufacturing. So we've been going pretty strong, but the, the issue is, and this is, this is funny, um, is it's not, it hasn't been like getting the work. It hasn't been sales. And I, I'm not just saying that cause that's my job, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, because, uh, it, it's like, I don't think the demand is lowered. And I think a lot of manufacturers have gone out of business. So I will say that I'll preface that. But the problem has been that everything that we do, every tool that we need, every piece of material we need is delayed. We had a critical piece of uh, um, equipment go down and they couldn't send the, the maintenance guy for almost four weeks. Wow. Uh, we bought, we bought equipment this year. We actually invested pretty heavily this year each time they couldn't send the guy to install the equipment. 
from the factory. Like we, you know, you buy a two hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment. They send somebody out there to train you and to level the machine and to wire it up yeah. or check your. They they can't send anybody. So we just have to do it. But if we were somebody else, it would just we wouldn't be able to buy the machine. So there's a lot of things like that going on where um, our business is, has been hampered. Like our ability for throughput has been hampered because I say uh, people had their their wife sick or like somebody they know was sick. So we would just be safe and say, okay, quarantine, right? Quarantine yourself, we'll pay you for two weeks, stay at home. And uh, so we're constantly down a couple of people uh, you know, thank goodness everything's been pretty controlled. Um, but we've had we've had customers where they had to send two hundred people home. You know, and had, you know we've had uh, vendors where they've been out for months, and it, it's been it's been interesting on that side. Uh, like I said, thankfully, like work volume demand wise, like we're we're so niche that um, that that's been really good, but we see impacts all over the place. I'll tell you, the, the logistics company is the logistics business. And this is something people don't give, you know, I, I work by the post office and they have this big sign that says we have, uh, you know, heroes work here. And I'm like, th that aside, like, fine. Right. But uh, it is, it is a big pain and people don't realize like how hard all the logistics people, all the truckers, all the fulfillment company, all the people that actually like are, you know, real blue collar, no collar workers have been working out there and busting their ass to like keep the whole country going, right? Those Amazon oh, packages yeah. don't just show up like for nothing, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, seriously, it's like, it, you know, if, if you're, if you're an electrician, Right. And somebody and uh, there's a snowstorm out right here today and like the power line goes out. If those people aren't aren't going to show up to the job, we would just have infrastructure broken this whole year, just sitting right. there broken. Right. And uh, and uh, so I m much respect to all the people that just go to work because our country would be in the toilet if they didn't. But uh, yeah, it's been I think it's been hard on everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's good, man. Like, that's good that that like the you know sales aspect hasn't gone down, but yeah, for sure everything's just like slower. <laughs> everything's on, like at a slower the, pace. On the uh, now, so on like the coaching side, on the Red Blue Collective side of things, there's a massive influx of people that are like, huh, yeah, maybe I do want to. Now is that maybe now is the time I want to like work on that product or do this <laughs> thing, or do that thing. And I'm like. You should, you should always, you should always have something going on. You should always have like, I, I hate, I hate the word hustle because it's been like way overused, but I think everybody should have, have like a little thing on the back burner, like something, some, uh, like a hobby that helps them earn some extra money or helps them learn something extra or like helps them meet other people, you know, something like that. But yeah, so everybody should have a side hustle. You can maybe turn it on, but I get a lot of people with ideas right now or they want to they want to start a business because they realize like that safe job that i had nope <laughs> not so safe right yeah yeah the yeah. same thing i was uh i had interviewed uh, alex alex mm. last week and he said the same thing that uh well now like because the COVID and the lockdowns and all these things 
like he's seen like an increase in you know online businesses oh yeah yeah it looks pretty crazy like i had told him that there was that i had heard him one time in a podcast where it's like they said i think it was in uh i think it was tony wally's podcast his guest had said that because of like the lockdown and and all this like e-commerce advanced like 10 years ahead of ahead of you know like the way that it should be we hadn't hadn't have had all this other stuff and i mean i'm not in e-commerce or anything but like even to me like that's pretty crazy like the way that i see it because that's real yeah, yeah very fast oh yeah yeah for sure like a lot of people have hopped in and this this kind of goes back to the earlier thing is like you don't want to have to hop in when when everything's on fire yeah like, you don't want to have to hop in because of a pandemic you want to you want to ramp it up, you want to ramp it up, like build those skills now by doing stuff. And then you could be like, so this is the problem. Like my, my guy with all, you know, all that pedigree is that you're designing to be a cog in a giant machine, right? And a cog sitting on the table by itself doesn't do anything to, you know, it, it needs like 10 other cogs, right? It needs like a whole machine to be of any value. And complex machines, if anything goes wrong, they don't do anything, right? So like, we have to be our own little, we have to be our own little thing. So um, yeah, if, if you could develop a skill, let's say, you know, Shopify is super easy, right? Yeah. So if you could make a Shopify site and you could sell t-shirts on it, it's like the hardest thing in the world. I guarantee you tell, selling t-shirts on the internet is harder than me selling five and ten thousand dollar items it's harder right because everybody's selling t-shirts <laughs> but right? you know what i'm saying like but a clothing people, brand yeah clothing brand <laughs> like people that do it i so I, I keep interviewing and i'm trying to get some other people on with with clothing brands because in my opinion like if you can sell a clo- clothing like you can, you, you literally can sell an, anything because you have to build a huge audience with this like massive um, no like trust factor because you're selling the ultimate commodity. Like literally everyone has multiple versions of the thing that you're already trying to sell and no yeah. one actually needs to buy it from you. Right. So, so like, it's very competitive. Buying, yeah. Yeah. And super competitive. Like if I sell a shirt that says this, this is a, uh, this hoodie is from my, my videographer, Bobby. Right. But, uh, yeah. it's like, nice. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it if it didn't, if it didn't say uh, bands on it, like why, you know, there, it's just, it's just a hoodie, right? So it's like, it could say hustle on it. It could say, oh shit, can you, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so, so like, well, I guess what I'm saying, not to derail myself, but is, is like, people could just sign up for a Shopify account they could start selling stuff or they, they could build any kind of skill. And then when the pandemic hits, yeah, they, then they could hit up somebody like Alex or myself or somebody else that, that we know and be like, how do I increase this thing? Here's the things that I know. You, you'd be like kind of, you'd have the foundation, you'd be set up for success. You, you'd have that to fall back on because I think the scariest position to be in right now is that you're you're like an office functionary, right? You don't you don't you don't have a hard skill, and you can only work inside of like a large organization, because 
like if you're a machinist or like a welder or like a tattoo artist or like an electrician, you know, you're pretty much, you could travel to any city in America and get a job within 10 days, yeah. right? But like if you're, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, you did? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, like you're like, what you're saying is like you're doing like that office job or that job that, you know, a whole lot of other people do. So there's really like no demand for people that know how to do that job. Once everything shuts down, it's, I mean, so. Yeah, they can just lay you off like nothing. Yep. Because they can, they can, somebody else within that, that uh, company can do your job or they can just easily hire somebody to do it. Because it's just like some, something real basic, basic. Yeah. So that's totally, that's totally key, man. Like, um, developing like a skill and, and doing something and how you saying like always have like that high the side hustle not just like when everything's on fire but you know when times are good you know that's when you should yeah that's when you should start because whenever like the next time some shit like this happens where everything's on fire again yeah. um you already have that skill that you can you know fall back on unless your career um or your job goes your main job goes sideways and you can always take that confidence to your main job too, because you could be like, man, you know what? If this isn't working out, I've, I've got this other skill. I've got this thing in my back pocket. I've got this extra savings because I've been making, yeah. you know, a couple of thousand dollars a month on the side. Like these people, like if I quit this job, I know it's going to take me two months to find another version of the job, but I'm good. Like I'm good or I'll just do my own thing. You know, you can take that confidence with you wherever you go yeah awesome man so um before we uh we wrap up here just let everybody know where they can find you i know you got a podcast going on too yeah i mean so the 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 thing i'm really pushing right now and i'm putting a lot of effort into is end hype is end hype podcast so we're on itunes we're on spotify i actually film it and put a lot of the episodes up on youtube so oh nice yeah so wherever you are like check us out and we switch from having high level conversations like this to like the super tactical things like yeah how to how to find a manufacturer how to onboard a partner how to hire people um and it's just stuff from my experience so please check that out but uh otherwise like hang out with me on instagram i'm on linkedin i'm on a lot of platforms i just signed up for clubhouse i don't know if you've seen that that's uh, what but, is uh, it? It's like, it's like a, an audio social media platform. So you just, it's like a chat, it's like chat rooms, but, but audio. So I'm, I'm checking uh, that out, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on pretty much every platform and I'm on as my name because there's no other people with my name. So. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the good thing about having a unique <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but check out the podcast. And if you have a question, cool. this, this is, I'll, I'll just leave with this because this is the question that I ask everybody is if there's one question or one obstacle that if solved would get you to the next level, DM me. Sweet. Yep, and I'll get that question answered. Cool. All right, man, well, appreciate it. Appreciate you for for coming on here and sharing your knowledge. Yeah, this was super fun. Awesome, Thank you so much. All right, yeah, no problem, man, take it easy.